0: Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater presented by the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for an episode of Boston Blackie. The original air date is March the 27th, 1953. It's season two, episode 24. Shoot the works.
1: Boston Blackie. Enemy of those who make him an enemy. Friend of those who have no friend. that's your best, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> catch your best, doll.
2: Last call. No more bets, please. Number fourteen, red and even. Red is the weather I <laughs> How are you doing, sports? I knew I should have played
1: number fourteen. <sighs> sure, sure. Now look, if we don't catch that six a.m. plane back to Los Angeles, we're stuck here for the afternoon.
2: Blackie, if I could
1: just get even. Oh, boy, where have I heard that before? How much is that? Seventy-five.
2: Seventy-five
1: bucks? Look, i tell you what it's you Not
2: food. seventy-five dollars,
1: seventy-five cents. Seventy-five cents? Shoot the works Wesley she was known as in the Yukon. Here's a buck. I get two bits ahead. Come on, Okay, let's go. but I won't count this as part of my system. No more bets,
2: please.
1: Ah. Blackie. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? Oh, Mary, I want you to meet Silent Sam Metropolis. He makes less of a fuss when he drops 100 G's than you do when you drop Ben Fed. Major. Hello. Blackie, can I see you? Oh, Sam, we we're trying to catch that 6 a.m. plane back to L.A. Maybe some other time. Just a minute. You talked me into it. Excuse me. What's bothering you? I'm it. You're it? You mean you think somebody's after you? Mm-hmm. You know why? Any idea who it is? I understand you were a big winner here last week. 120 G's. Cash yes, in. Yes. You think it's Burke? You want me to try to find out? If you can. I shove
2: that. Well, if you're through with Gabby, boy, we can take off now. Sure. What's the matter with you?
1: That guy looks like somebody. No, come on, let's forget it Number
2: 13, black and odd. Place your bets,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Get your bets down. Peter, number 13, black and odd, the winner. Sam's doubling up, and with his luck, he may break us, Mr. Burke. Let him play. But you don't let Let him play. If the word got out that I closed down on Sam Acropolis, I'd be out of business in no time. The public doesn't like a Welcher. Very well, if you say so. Winner number 13, odd, and black, a winner. Get your bets, please. Get your bets down, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. No more bets, please. No more bets, please. Number 13, a repeater, black, and odd, the Winner. Mary, over
2: here! Oh, you old darling. Getting up before dawn just to meet your broken-down old buddy.
1: Ah, uh, he's probably got a warrant in his pocket for our arrest. You're not far wrong. We just missed being a material witness by about ten minutes. What did I tell you? Material witness? For what? Murder. Your friend Sam McCrople has got an ice pick in his back. I
2: can't believe it. Yes.
1: Yeah. A nice professional job. Dozens of witnesses around and nobody saw who did it. Well, how come you're in on the case? Well, this is Sam's hometown. The Vegas police asked us to help while we could. And it seems you were the last person to hold conversation with the deceased. Well, that's probably true. Sam was telling me that he thought somebody was after him. But he didn't know who. He had no idea who wanted to shove him? Apparently not. Hey, wait a minute. Six o'clock in the morning No time to be playing cops and robbers What was that last scene about? Inspector I think when we find the man who owns his hat We've got the guy who killed Sam Acropolis. That's no help. They sell dozens of those up in Vegas. Who do you think did it? Well, that's just it. I haven't the slightest idea, but I'm sure I saw this fellow come into the gambling casino. And he must have been on the plane. So that's it, eh? Huh? Well, I've got to go up to 2851 Sunset Vista away and have a talk with Sam's Winter. I don't suppose Come he... on, let's go. <laughs> Madame called, I I simply flew over. Yeah, I'll bet you did. Where is Madame now? She's in the bedroom slipping into one of my somber morning creations. The poor dear, so utterly brave. So terribly, terribly brave.
2: Hey, Frankie.
1: Coming, Madame.
2: Lousy zipper won't unzip. For the kind of dough you get, you ought to make a dress a gal won't get trapped in. What if I wanted to... Who are you?
1: I'm Inspector Faraday of Amartite. And if you don't mind, Look, I... Look, who's
2: talking to you, Shorty? I was... Inspector Faraday? Yes. Oh, yeah. You've come to talk to me about Sam. Poor dear Sam.
1: Do you know of any other attempt on your husband's life?
2: It seems as though it were only yesterday.
1: Well, when did it just happen?
2: Only yesterday. Sam figured on driving himself to Vegas, so he got out the car and he was just driving away from the front of the house when it happened. Where was I?
1: Sam was just driving away.
2: Oh, yeah. And this character comes tearing around the bend and tries to run Sam's car off the edge. I was at the upstairs window, and I like to fall right out on my patio.
1: You're sure it wasn't an accident?
2: It wasn't no accident. This mug missed Sam, and he almost went over the edge himself. So, he took the plane.
1: Who took the plane?
2: Sam. He put the car back in the garage, and he called a cab, and he took the plane to Vegas.
1: Have you any idea who was driving the car, or uh, who might want to knock Sam off?
2: The snake's. Say, did you ever catch me when I was at the Gaiety a couple of years ago? I did a big routine with a big balloon, and the comic kept chasing me around with a big needle. Remember?
1: I didn't see it, but I'm sure if I had, it would have been unforgettable.
2: Oh, brother.
1: Did you get the license number? And can you describe the car?
2: What car? Oh, no, it happened too fast. It was a kind of a... Well, you know, a car. You know, with the uh, four wheels that kept going round and round and round. Look, Skinny, Skinny, why, you over... Yeah, cut it out,
1: cut it out now. Go outside and sit in the car.
2: Okay, I'll behave.
1: All right, Mrs. Acropolis, we'll do all we can to catch the murderer. And in the meantime, if there's anything I can...
2: Sure, sure. Say, listen, when do I get the million bucks? You know, the dull Sam was winning when he cashed in.
1: Well, you'd better see your lawyer about that. The El Capitan boys want to know just when Sam died before they pay off any bets.
2: Why, those low-down, dirty, no-good welchers. And you, get out of here and go find the rat what done it? He'll tell them Sam was still alive when he made them bets. Why, the nerve of them crumbs. Thinking they can rob a poor defenseless widow. Well, they can't get away with it. I'll show I'll take every last one of them up. Ah, you!
1: Blackie, you got anything to do this afternoon? Nothing but some sleep to catch up on. Well, I'd like to take you down to headquarters with me. Why, I didn't do it. Nobody said you did, but I got a couple of thousand photographs down there I want you to look at and see if you can identify the character you think you saw. Let's go. You'll sit there till you find the guy.
2: Inspector, have a heart. We haven't had any sleep in two nights. Well, young
1: lady, you can go home anytime you want to.
2: Try and get rid of me.
1: Well, 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 if it isn't No Nose Benson. No, no, I'm wrong, no. No Nose is much uglier than this. Uh, save that for the class reunion. Just how many of these hoodlums did you see in Ben Burke's place? This one of the local boys. Gerald Terwilliger Dawson, alias the teacher. I heard of him. But he works in the East. He's a contract hood. Why, does it ring a bell? Just a slight tinkle. I can't be sure. Did you ever see him?
2: Honey, I could do better than that in a nightmare. Maggie, how about a drink? Sure. Water, I
1: need. I don't think. What are you looking at me for? When does Burke arrive? How did you know? Please, Inspector. Sam was into Burke for $120,000. He let it all ride on the last roll. Figure it out for yourself. He's the most logical suspect. All right. Send Burke in. Please, Inspector. I haven't had my breakfast yet. Kaya, you two know Burke? He runs the El Capitan up in Vegas. Sure, sure thing. Oh! What's with the bloodhound? He doesn't like gambling. I think I can fix it, off. Why, we were just kidding. This gentleman is a salesman for dog business. Come on, take it. Oh, come on, stop that funny stuff. Sit down, Bert. Now, Ben, I want you to tell me who you hired to shove Sam Acropolis. Me? Are you out of your mind? There are times, there are times. You keep out of it. Sam was into you for over a million dollars, and that's a good enough excuse to have anybody knocked off. Oh, you're way behind the times, Inspector. Nobody operates that way anymore. I'd have been happy to pay Sam off. Good publicity. As soon as it hit the papers that I paid off on a million-dollar gamble, I couldn't keep the customers out of the place. Take a look at these pictures. See anything familiar? I know every hood in the country. If there were any there the other night, I'd have recognized them. There's no use my going through that bunch of tripe. Okay, Ben, you can go now. If I want you any more, I'll let you know. Everything leads back to Los Angeles, but we can't find out anything. No motive, no murderer. You know, Inspector, I've been thinking. No. Yeah. If I don't get some sleep pretty soon, I'm going to lose all my boy's charm. You won't like that. Think I'll take this along with me. You never can tell what I might come up with after a good night's sleep. Along. That's part one of our Boston Blackie adventure. We'll be back in just a moment with part two, and you can look for plenty of action and excitement.
2: You're the teacher?
1: Oh, that's just something to put under my pillow. Maybe a clue sleeps through into this weary brain of mine. You
2: know, I think you're horrible, but I'm too tired to do
1: anything about it. See you, Pidgeon. Blackie. Can I have a word with you? Why, well, sure, I have a couple. I'm the friendly type. Stay clear of Faraday, this. Any reports you have, make them to me. Now, wait a minute. Yeah? Well, if you'd asked me nicely, I might have said okay. But now you're going to have to do your sleuthing on your own time, Benny boy. Blackie, I kind of like you. But we're in kind of a hurry on this one. So I'm going to have to convince you if, uh... You know, my father used to tell me one thing. He used to say, now listen, son, if it looks like a fellow's going to hit you... Hit him first. Yes, Inspector, I think that's the guy, all right. He was coming into the El Capitan just as Mary and I were leaving. You're sure now?
2: I remember him, too. He was on the plane with us.
1: Fine, fine. Now we're beginning to get someplace. How about we still haven't got a motive? You think I ought to take this up and show it to Sam's widow? I'd appreciate it if you would, Lucky. Okay. Mary, shall I drop you off at your place?
2: That chance.
1: I guess not. Well, it was worth a try.
2: Hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. The only thing I can say for sure is the mugwood was driving the car wasn't wearing no glasses. And he wasn't wearing no Tom Mix Derby, neither. A Tom Mix Derby? How quaint.
1: Well, thanks, Mrs. Acropolis. If anything develops, I'll keep in touch with you.
2: Anytime. Come up anytime at all. We'd love to. Thank you so much. You know, they wanted to settle for a few lousy grands. But I told my lawyer, I said, it ain't the money, it's the principle. Huh? Why? I'd take this whole thing to the United Nations before I'd let them know, good Stephen.
1: The guy that named these streets must be the idiot brother of that dame we just left.
2: I thought you found that blonde very attractive.
1: I've been thinking about this business with the eyeglasses.
2: He's such a brilliant conversationalist.
1: You know, you can figure it two ways. Maybe he broke them and couldn't have them replaced in a hurry. He's so
2: very, very intelligent.
1: Or maybe he was using contact lenses and wasn't used to them. Of
2: course, most men prefer a more natural type beauty.
1: Oh, either way, what a con for his always missing Sam's car... Hey, <laughs> now... Now that this character knows that we're after him for sure, he'll try to get me first, and I don't want you around.
2: Oh, but Blackie... it. Okay. I suppose you're going up to one of those Sunset Vista streets, and I bet there's a blonde on all three of them.
1: Wait a minute. You're giving me an idea. I think I'll have a look.
2: Why, that two too tall.
1: me around the fight they sent you out here to knock me off but you ain't gonna
2: could... hey wait a minute
1: you ain't no contract hood you're Boston Blackie that's what I've been trying to tell you now suppose we point this thing something what else. are you doing here well I came out here to see if I could find out why Sam McCroffin was shot think I found out Sam got it because the mug the big boys hired made a little mistake the teacher mistook Sam for you I can understand that Same car. Practically the same address. The teacher, huh? I wondered why he was hanging around. Blackie, I'm glad you came up here today. You can help me. There's a bag in that closet. Go get it. There's a lot of loot in that bag. And you're going to help me get to where I can enjoy it. Let's go. No... Nope.
2: rings and diamond bracelets to go to Harriet, the cleaning woman, because she works so hard and because her husband is such a good-for-nothing loafer. And please, please take good care of Blackie on account of he always gets in trouble when I'm not around. And anyway, he has no judgment when it comes to blondes.
1: Made the collections and payoffs out here for the boys back east. Mm -hmm. Until he decided to make all the payoffs to his favorite charity, the new Harris Retirement Fund. And that's when the teacher came out here to give him a lesson.
2: And poor Silent Sam was just a mistake, eh? Oh, I get it. Only was Sam still alive when he made the bet on that last roll?
1: Hey, that's an excellent question. Inspector, was he alive? Well, I, I, if I get. If I get uh, 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 yes! Uh, no! Uh, Inspector, I'm afraid that's something we'll never know. Get out of here, both of you. Oh, Go on. Yes. Get out. Get out.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Welcome back. Well, Shoot the Works is actually a fairly popular title for mystery fiction. What I've been able to discover, in addition to this episode of Boston Blackie, there are also public domain episodes of The Cases of Eddie Drake and... Michael Shane that also have the title Shoot the Works. In addition, there was a Michael Shane book unrelated to the TV show that was also called Shoot the Works, as well as a Latter-day Three Investigators book. It's definitely a dynamic phrase, and you can see why mystery writers like it. It means to expend all of your effort, and if you're Uh, gambling and you uh, decide to shoot the works, you're betting the whole uh, pile of money. So it does have some applicability to this story. I did find the mystery in uh, this episode to be a bit convoluted, but there were some good lines and some good moments in this. I found it amusing when the teacher was wandering through the background while Blackie was speaking to Faraday, and Blackie doesn't even realize that this is a person who might have some uh, ties to the uh, crime and was there at the casino until it's too late. Mary has some interesting scenes. Uh, The one where she was being uh, so catty with the widow, who obviously had designs on Blackie, wasn't a usual thing for her, and so this was an interesting feature. Uh, And then, of course, my favorite is at the end where she knocks the teacher's glasses off so that he has to uh, stop the car. It's not something I have uh, seen a lot of uh, TV shows and movies do. So it was an interesting tactic, and Mary definitely would have had to pick her spot for that. All right, well, that will do it for today.